things cannot be long hidden. The sun, the moon, and the truth. So tonight, the truth is going to be unfiltered and full of flavor. Please welcome Dana McCool and Eric Ramundo, bringing you the smoking truth. Dana McCool, how are you doing, my dear? I am fine as wine we today. Have, we have some special we guests We have some today. special special today. So let me get the stuff out of the way, then we're going to introduce these special guests. Yeah. So don't so hurry up. Please don't forget to follow us on YouTube. Please mm-hmm. subscribe, hit the notification. That way you're you know you're notified every Tuesday when the video drops, yep. and you can listen to it on all the major podcasts. Mm-hmm. Poppy and Spotify, I don't need to tell you all folks that. Uh, don't forget to catch us on Facebook, Smoking Truth, mm-hmm. um, because we will post from there to Facebook, from YouTube to Facebook, yep. and you can hit the link, boom, go over to YouTube. And yep. you can watch it or listen to it, however you want to do it, folks. And then you can always send us emails, gonzo at the smoking truth out live. Yep. Right? Yes. Okay. And then we go. And we, yeah. we have Twitter out there. I haven't been as proficient on Twitter just yet, um, but don't worry about You're it. You're out of session. There's no excuse for that. I should. I know. Yeah. I know. I should. Okay. I should. That said, I got the Fable Cigar. Wait. I'm wait. Pe- Why? Who's your lover? Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. I just, I'm so excited now because, you know. <laughs> I can't wait to tell everybody all the nice little gifts we got today from the city of Barry. Anyway, so the lover today, my dear, is a fable. Fable. So they had upstairs in the obviously in the um, in the humidor, and I'm just mm-hmm. saying, oh, okay. So and one of the guys that's sitting over there across the table from Evan. me, Evan, yeah, he came up to me. He said, "Hey, you may want to try this one out." And I asked Mikey about it, mm-hmm. uh, and he was like, "Yeah." And so I, it's pretty smooth. Mm-hmm. And it's nice. So that I bought that one. And I got the other new one that they just dropped the. Uh, the Corona, yeah. The, the I bought the Habano from Pastani, yeah, so I can't so wait to smoke good. that one. So well. good, so yep. that's what I keep hearing. Right, that's my love for today, Fable. But I'm gonna let it simmer out. I respect everybody's here, and obviously mm-hmm. to you. So, but you know me, I like to have it next to me. So I know. You know. Where's Elvis? All right, Elvis. You almost fucked up. Ah, thank you very much. Elvis okay. has entered the building, as everybody knows, my famous Elvis lighter. Yep. Uh, and then today with me, my drink is I got a Leif Blonde beer. And I didn't do you've coffee. Been, you've been liking that. I have a coffee upstairs, and then uh, is this podcast or politics making you drink more? You're drinking more. No, it's it's probably a little bit of both. It's you. <laughs> it's everybody. <laughs> it's, is it? Are you tired of those 10 p.m. calls when I call you? Eric, what are you? So everybody's just everybody knows, we'll, and we'll get into it. So I, because I'm in politics, right? You know, and I always tell my boss, you know, I, look, he's very good to me, you know, and I there's a lot we do, or he gives me a lot of uh, flexibility on mm-hmm. different things I do, right? And so, anyways, um, but I'm on call 24 yeah. seven. He knows he can call me on Sunday, yep, and it's five o'clock in the evening, right? He's like, hey, what do you need, and yep. so forth. And I kind of, I've kind of like given that to you as well, because Dana will call me sometimes, like on a Sunday, and I'm just sitting there trying to watch like Game of Thrones with somebody in the house or a movie <laughs> with my daughter. I'm just sitting, there, I was like, uh, baby, I gotta call you, sweetie, I gotta call you back, <laughs> so, or or the phone's legitimately in the room, and then I call the next morning. I'm sorry. I know, I know. But a lot of times, or she'll call me when she's crying. Oh, you know, see, that time's pissing me off again. <laughs> That's an every, every occasion. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm just telling the truth, folks. Smoking truth, that is. Yeah. All right. That so is. listen, I want, to, um, I want to introduce our guest. Yes. And then I want you to go on your rant, because I need to hear your rant yes. today also. Yep. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead. All right. Introduce the guest. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. awesome. Well, 
folks, we have greetings <laughs> from next door, the great city of the Barry. <laughs> we do mean great city. Too. And I'll tell you the reason why I'm kind of embellishing a little bit after we jump into it with, yeah. with them. But we have a city manager over here, Carmen Rosamunda, uh, excellent city manager. Uh, the folks throughout the county are talking about some of the stuff that he's doing here in the Barry. And you we know, we've tried have. to hire him in Deltona. Yeah, I, I keep I keep you to sneak away. <laughs> okay. But the person next to you, the famous or infamous, <laughs> Mary says, hey, she will not let you take him. No, she will not. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mary, thank you exactly. so much for coming. Appreciate and yes, it. And Carmen, thank you. Exactly. Thank you both for coming. I wanted sure. to have you on for a while because I believe you are building and sustaining a beautiful model city, a role model city that uh, all cities could be proud to follow. Yeah. Y'all are doing an excellent job of doing that. I proudly serve with you on TPO. That's You've great. been a great mentor and friend to me. I love having you here. It's really, really an honor. So, thank you for coming in. Well, thank you for inviting us. Um, it's exciting to talk about DeBerry. And thank you for the compliments. We've been working really hard for now four and a half years yep. mm -hmm. and actually seeing some progress, which is wonderful. Yeah, yeah we'll get into yeah. it. We're going to get yeah, into we're it. we're going to get into it. Because, get into because it. we all know DeBerry had a little bit of a past there, too. And now things yeah. have kind of like the ship has course corrected. And we're going to get into that under the mm -hmm. leadership over here. And we also got in the studio with us, uh, as many may know from Volusia Sherry County, Sherry the Sim cheerleader <laughs> Simmons, <laughs> baby. Naturally, right? <laughs> she is. <laughs> she yes. brought her greeting card. She brought a... Uh, Our bracelet. She got the bracelets. Obviously, the red one for me is a Republican. Mm -hmm. uh, DeBerry, naturally, of course. And what's the other one that William Sully said? More than you imagine, and you wish you were us. DeBerry, you wish you were us. That's the one that Williams always tells me. Like, you wish you were <laughs> yeah, us. Wish you were us yeah. And we got the big logo over here from City <laughs> DeBerry. DeBerry. So, yeah. anyways. Hashtag we're not Deltona. Oh, oh, gee. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Whatever. She just threw down the call. In. <laughs> oh, no. She did earlier today. She came in real hot today, yeah. prepared for the show today. Oh, God. All right. Let me get into my two-minute rant over here. So, yeah. today, obviously, everyone knows that Mark Barker does a, um, a blog, and he's, you know, every week, every Friday it comes out. And so, mm -hmm. sometimes we will pine on the show, and I was, as everyone knows, we also bring Mark into from time to time yep not only not everyone always agrees we don't definitely we don't, on the show yeah, we, don't we don't always, always agree, agree with mark and so mm -hmm. we call it out for what it is at times mm -hmm. um, but today i felt like mark was kind of spot on and and i want to understand this is not just out of spite but this is something that's been kind of building in me for a little bit now because i see things and i tell you all the time I, there's a lot of people i talk to <laughs> throughout volusia county mm -hmm. educators as well yep. and i'll just tell you that uh mark i want you to know right from me you hit it spot on today on your blog on volusia county schools um all i'm going to tell you is that the leadership better pay attention to what's going on because there's something simmering underneath there's a reason why beyond just the fact that we're having teacher shortages all over the country but there's a reason why we are having a teacher shortage issue in volusia county more so than some of our surrounding neighbors mm -hmm. and that tells me there's a climate there that they're some folks are not expressing i can tell you that 100 percent because they're worried um and uh i just mark you're, you're spot on with some of your commentary on bush county schools they need to do, uh, do a better job i'm a little concerned with the school board i have concerns about them um and, and then, what exactly well i just feel like uh they haven't been honest 100 percent or they're they or, or, or they're being overly political about a lot of things that they're doing over are, there are, that's so shocking and you know yeah. who opened the door on that oh politicizing the school board? Uh, no. You're, you're a governor. No, he did. no, no, no. Listen, this is no, something no, no, local. No, okay, can... no, listen to me. You know what he did? When he endorsed local 
No. Candidate. This is beyond that, Dana. No, but Dana, this is beyond that. This is going on. This is going way beyond. And Mark touched on it today in the This has been dysfunctional for as long as Deltona's been. Yeah. Well, and I'll just tell you right now, too. Some of the folks who are retiring. Uh, so this is the smoking truth. I'll give a little bit of information. Mm-hmm. They're not just retiring because they're at 30 years. Yeah, no. They're retiring because they want to get the hell out. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of teachers who will want to get out. Yeah, they're up to there. Mm-hmm. And I see all this shuffling. Remember I commented before when Mom's Liberty were on here before. Mm-hmm. What I hate seeing is all this shuffling that we do. And at the end of the day, what have we really accomplished? Because then two, three years later, we're looking at getting another superintendent and we have not moved the needle by much. And mm-hmm. we should be doing better than that. There are districts who had superintendents much longer than the two, three years that we normally mm-hmm. keep them here in Volusia. And that's my rant for today. Folks, pay attention to what's going on. Call, you, call school your school board. board. Yeah, mm-hmm. hey, get your get with your school board, folks. And then your school district mm-hmm. people, too. Yeah, get with them because there's some stuff that's going on up there that I got a lot of concerns about. But I'm going to stay quiet for right now. There'll Listen, be another, another day for that. Another day. We're gonna d- another, another day. day. Concurrency. Another day. Another day. I'll I know. talk yeah. about it every concurrency. I know, I know, I know. I know. Yeah, whatever. Well, okay. and then, so when it comes to leadership, I'm going to dovetail into this. Okay. There is there's things there, not there, to do. There's, there's leadership thing, you question. Yeah, not to do. Yeah. Not don't point do. at anybody. Yeah, yeah, don't not, you dare. No, 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 not to do. No, not you. No, no, no. I'm just, this was like when Ramos was on. Yeah. There's what you do, the right yeah. way of doing things, and then there's and the wrong right way, way, which was the bill that you don't like. Yeah. I know. There is their way of doing it, and then there's the, the Barry way. Yes. So we're going to go ahead and duck down to the Barry way. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to shut up, and we're <laughs> yes. going to let somebody that puts good functional stuff together talk. Yes. Go ahead. All right, I'm gone. I'm good. Carmen. All right. Ask away, Tell I want to know this, okay? I don't necessarily need to know the secret sauce, but I want to understand how you have been as successful as you have, because we know that it takes a community to build a community, right? It takes a it takes a good community to build a good community, but it takes good leadership, in in my opinion. And I was especially blown away after seeing you at Rotary and the way that you presented. Tell me how you've been successful. Tell me how a city becomes successful, how they marry the constituency to get them to see the vision that the city manager has, and 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 how y'all have been so great at leadership. You, you really, really have. And one of the examples is that you told me when we were talking one day, and you were telling me that you had to talk to a constituent that was troublesome, mm-hmm. but you went to that constituent and you said, you're not going to like what I do, but let me tell you why I'm doing it. And when he's passed, by the way, mm-hmm. but when before he passed, I knew it was his farewell to me. He sent me a message and said, you're the best mayor DeBerry ever had. <sighs> Don't tell you I said so. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Carmen, Carmen tell us, yeah. enlighten us. Well, it, it, there's a lot of components to that. Uh, obviously, I'm in, I'm in my 40th year of public service, mm-hmm. uh, all of it in management. Um, I've been well-trained uh, when I worked with the Florida Department of Revenue for 35 mm-hmm. years. I've had a long uh, history of implementing the Malcolm Baldridge uh, corporate excellence uh, into government. Uh, long, my long history with the Florida Department of Revenue, uh, we, were, we were experts in running government like a business. Um, and so, when uh, fortunately, I was hired by the, uh, a city manager um, for the city of DeBerry. And um, I'm deploying those particular principles here. Uh, nobody runs government like a business like the city of DeBerry. And um, we don't run it like traditional. We only operate the whole city with 46 employees. Um, but when we got here, the mayor and I got here, um, the, the, the organization was in poor shape. Mm-hmm. Um, the work environment, which is your most precious commodity, was oh, horrible. I remember those days. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, we had our, our growth management processes were terrible. Our, our uh, economic development processes were terrible. 
Um, we had a situation down at the TOD where uh, a, a transit-oriented development area down by the Sunrail station. Um, it was the, the growth there was stagnant, um, didn't have any vision. Um, there was a lot of risk there. Uh, the, the zoning was 32 units an acre around the core, 20 units an acre uh, outside the core. Um, and it was a high-risk uh, situation where if we didn't take a proactive approach in managing growth management there, um, the city of DeBerry got a lot of development yeah. that was that would be uh, not part of our core values, mm -hmm. and um, and be quite honest with you, an eyesore. Mm -hmm. Can I can I stop him for just one second, Dana? And this goes sure. to something that Dana's always talking about, and I, and, and I want to kind of bring this into. I know that every city and every county in the state of Florida, right, working for the state, I know that they feel at times that their hands are tied a little bit because of. Um, Oh my God, in this case, the Burt Harris Act. Yes, I'm sorry. The Burt Harris Act. And with that said, and I think one time, Carmen, you and I had spoken just briefly on this and just trying to, what have you guys done? Because Dana and I talk about this all the time where it just feels like, and I'm not going to, I don't want to, I'm not here to bash Daltona, but I just feel like <clears throat> we do things without taking into consideration the fact that you do have some control in trying to work with the developers and what your vision is for the city to Barry, Mayor, correct? You know? Yes, and what the leverage is in those situations is the negotiating. Mm -hmm. What is done before it ever comes to council um, to try to get the very best for DeBerry within the negotiation. Mm -hmm. And the negotiation, when two parties agree on something, then the law generally, uh, within the bounds of yes. legality, but the law generally does not prohibit that. So we may have entitlements of 32 units per acre there, yeah. but Carmen can tell you that we've basic, we have reduced density in almost every single case down there through the negotiation that is needed to create a a PUD of some sort yes. for the, the mixed use development. And so that is where your leverage is. But you need to understand that um, there is some give and take. However, we do not give money incentives to anybody. Okay. We negotiate <laughs> this. However, but... Wait, could you say that again? We <laughs> don't give money to people. <laughs> but we have a leverage that... No other city in Volusia has, and that is our very low millage rate. Yes. We're the lowest in the county, 2.9247. I know you're all very proud specific. of that, I know. <laughs> but there is a history of that being mm. the millage rate. And so a developer that comes in, what Carmen tells them is, your incentive is that millage. Because the millage in adjacent jurisdictions a number of them are in excess of seven. Mm -hmm. So there's your annual, there's your annual thing. Don't talk to me about an incentive where we write off this amount of taxes this year, mm -hmm. this amount of tax, because our millage rate embeds that into your location. So let's talk about what you can do here that we think would be within our vision, mm -hmm. would benefit the city, and then we'll try to make sure that your business venture is also successful so <laughs> and i know a lot of, i know other cities hey try to do can this. i just interrupt yeah, for one yeah, second yeah, go ahead. do you know what that just felt like what the first time i ever laid my eyes on david cassidy <laughs> 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 
farm. When you hear something, when you hear something so good, you know what I mean. That's what I just felt like. I'm sorry. Oh my god. (laughs) The other thing is we didn't. We did not. Carmen has said we came in and there was this disjointed vision. Can you tell me how? Tell me. Can you just like for a minute tell me? That because in identifying the problem, sometimes you can talk about solution, but until you identify the problem. Okay. Well, the only reason I ran for office was because of the problems. Mm-hmm. Because I hate politics. Eric, you can have at it. Yeah, no worries. I hate it. <laughs> My only goal was to get things calmed down and on a right track and to respond responsibly manage the challenges that were obviously coming like a freight train to mm-hmm. DeBerry against a backdrop of some chaos, mm-hmm. temporary <clears throat> management, employee issues, upcoming septic to sewer conversions yep. mandated by the state. Mm-hmm. And that's, so I was thinking, you know, I was came out of corporate. So I came out of corporate. He was running business as a, business as a um, model for government. So that was the reason that I ran because frankly, if somebody else has the skills and knowledge, step up and I can step back, you can have this. (laughs) But um, that was the background. I didn't want to see DeBerry on the news anymore with, with a Florida man elected uh, as a, as a joke feature <laughs> trying, on trying to the make, nightly news, trying to make a bike ride and from Debarry to Tallahassee for some crazy no- okay, some sort okay. of barrels on the <laughs> the lake with a raft or whatever yeah. the deal was. That was a few years behind when I came. <laughs> but we needed new management. There was division about that. Mm-hmm. There was a botched management search. Does that ring any bells, Dana? A botched <laughs> management search. And yet we still had to get somewhere. And then I was determined it was going to make sense. This turnover could be managed in a way that didn't do further disruption in the city. And so we actually had, against the wishes of some council members. I know, she's great. A 30-day <laughs> transition where Carmen, very happy to have been hired, and the departing acting city manager Mm -hmm. did a 30-day transition with Carmen donating his time we didn't have two salaries so that when there was a when the acting city manager left and he would have liked to stay longer but I gave him the respect of not letting somebody chop him off at the knees at a council meeting yeah and that was enough for him I think that it was managed Mm -hmm. so then Carmen came in and we didn't know each other well Um, I knew him in passing, but when he was hired and we came, we began to work together, we discovered that our values are aligned. Good. Our ethics are aligned, Mm -hmm. very important to me. Our goals are aligned. Our intent to do the very best for DeBerry is consistent, and that set the stage to be able to make progress. And so we have done things that I, you know, couldn't even ima- have imagined. Mayor, so. Dana, if you don't mind for just one second. Um, all right, Carmen. Yeah. You're coming in. You, you and the mayor came in around the same time frame, more or less. And I always remind people that 
you know, there is a body, which is your mayor and your city commissioners or council members, and then there is obviously the city manager. And I've always said that the role of the, in essence, of the dais is like a board, right? It's not the day-to-day, you know, hands-on stuff. That's actually, that's your job. But with that said, there has to be some coordination between, and I know sometimes in Sunshine it's a little difficult, but there has to be some coordination between you as a city manager, if you could talk to me about that, and what you're trying to do for the city, the vision, because I know you had some thoughts and ideas about City DeBarry. Obviously the mayor does, other city commissioners do as well. So my, as a city manager, if you could let everybody know, because I think sometimes there are challenges <laughs> that I, I see around Volusia County at times, how did you as a city manager find, without giving your secret away 100%, now, how did you find a way to kind of... <laughs> I wanted to say how we set the goals for DeBerry within 30 days mm-hmm. afterwards. Okay. All right. Well, it, With the entire council involved in a public setting, in two meetings, I think it was two, mm-hmm. we had our entire list. We are still working off that list every mm-hmm. year. He updates with progress. We add if needed. We we strike stuff off if no longer relevant. And it's multiple pages. It's mm-hmm. in every area of the city, and it was done in two meetings. Awesome. Well, no consultant. When you, when you come into the city manager, uh, the thirty days I was here, uh, obviously my training was to assess the organization, mm-hmm. see what our strengths and weaknesses are, um, and then prepared the council and, and, and staff for strategic planning. Um, and so, we, uh, you know, I'm an expert in strategic planning. That's uh, what I've done my entire career. And I designed a, a, a really a, a streamlined strategic mm. planning process. And, and really in three hours, we had a whole strategic initiatives that really kind of lasted us three to four years. Okay. Uh, there was enough on that list. Um, but my role as a city manager, one of my roles as a city manager is to um, build consensus yep. and teamwork amongst the council. Yeah. Um, my also my job is to. It, <laughs> don't interrupt. Don't, inter- don't interrupt him, please. It's real <laughs> because he it's has real. It. No, <laughs> listen. I know that it's. I know that it's real. But uh, all at one time, this is what struck me. I'm so hungry for that. And then you have a piece of hair sticking up like a unicorn. And yeah, I'm like, how me? magical is that? And rare is that? <laughs> and it came together at the same time. So I'm sorry. Well, sorry if my hair is sticking <laughs> no, up. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> but it, but, it, but it, 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 the, really the important part is, is that the city manager can't do anything unless uh, you have a unified or unified as much as possible a, a board mm-hmm. um, that, it, that you can go in the same direction. Mm-hmm. One of the things in the Malcolm Baldrige is, is that you try to align the entire organization with, with the governing body. Yeah. And, and if everything is aligned from, from the council all the way down to the frontline employee and everybody's going in the same direction, mm-hmm. uh, you can you, accomplishment and anything's ac- uh, achievable. But when you have dissension you, and, you, and, and organizations are zigzagging um, to try to get to yeah. where they want to go, it slows things down. It makes things more complicated. And right now, you look at our meetings. I mean, they're they're maybe two hours long if you're lucky. Um, and uh, the council's very prepared. Uh, that's one of my roles yeah. is to prepare each council member, educate them on the particular uh, subject matter, um, answer all the questions before we get to the council meeting, so that uh, any constituents that call them between the advertisement and, and to the hearing, they they can respond um, uh, efficiently and effectively. Mm-hmm. But also uh, at the council meetings, um, when we and, and Mayor and I have worked very hard on this to make sure that 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 it's uh, uh, we look very professional, we look very uh, we, we're experts at, at what we're doing, and we're making informed decisions every single time. 
Um, and the ethics part is, is, and this is where the mayor line, lined up is, is that that's the ultimate importance. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we, we don't miss a beat regarding ethics, integrity, and honesty. Um, anybody can come in the door. We got nothing to hide. Yep. Um, and uh, that's and and you base your whole culture around those particular things. Right. And before a meeting, I walk around the floor. If there's anybody there that I'm not, that I don't see regularly, I will talk to them. I will make sure they understand how the meeting goes. If they're there for an issue and this is their first time, I will tell them how it will happen. And then we set some parameters for how the various sections of the meeting go mm. from the beginning i start that meeting at 6 30 on the dot we have a protocol we follow the agenda but i make sure that the people who participate know that we value that they came and that we value what they're saying we may not agree with them yeah we may i have <clears throat> on a screen here are the five ways you will be heard if it's not on the agenda. I saw that last time the I was five there. Five ways yeah. you will be heard. All of them start out with, we will listen intently. And I, we get that. There's nobody on their phone. There's nobody looking down. There's nobody, you know, having their snack. Everybody's there and they listen intently. And then there's five ways. The only the fifth way, which is in an emergency situation, will you ever get into a substantive discussion with the with the council because there are other people who may have an opinion on this. Mm -hmm. They don't know that it would be discussed tonight. So one of the ways would that it, their comments can be heard is a council member could ask to add their issue to a future agenda so that it's fair for everybody. Yeah. It's not just to shut them down in the mm -hmm. moment. It is to be fair and above board and to always allow the public whatever their view is, to know what we're discussing. Now, do I, does everybody read the agenda? No, but at least you have the chance yeah. um, to do that. So we run it in a very orderly fashion. Mm -hmm. Carmen has had discussion with everybody individually on the council ahead of time to make sure he answers any of their questions. And we have a protocol that works well when we get to quasi-judicial. I have screenshots, uh, I have screens that go up say this is how the council must evaluate what they're hearing mm -hmm. tonight they can't do it just on a whim they can't do it on their opinion it has to be competent facts and evidence and that kind of thing so we try to make run them efficiently and effectively but make people feel embraced and mm -hmm. in the process and that's listen i'm going to tell you that is a big big thing because one of the challenges that we have in deltona i think is people not feeling like they are heard and feeling separate uh, in an adversarial way. I do the exact thing that you do mm -hmm. before commission meetings because sure. I go down and if it, and people sit there because I remember the first time that I went to a commission meeting about my water bill, how I got started, yeah. is nobody was there to, to welcome me and I felt scared and it made me, it makes people defensive, yeah. right? And if you relax people, I do the same thing for the same reason yeah. for that. You know, setting expectations I think is great. I think that those five things yeah, that, uh, yeah i think that and that's then, very effective and i tell them you know you probably are not going to get back and forth i will the way number two or three is if i as the the one leading the meeting feel that your your issue can be both most expeditiously handled by directing you to a specific staff member usually a city manager mm -hmm. but sometimes a specific department an individual i will so do right um so anyway but it but it's also 
you know, we, we try to do everything consistent and predictable. The way you build trust from yeah. your community, because one of the <clears throat> one of the biggest problems in government today is is that, that people don't trust government. Lean mm. in with that, Carmen, because I don't want to miss a word. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and so how do, how do you build trust and respect uh, from your residents? Um, how can you how does your residents trust your government? And the way you do that is you got to be predictable and consistent yes. every single time. And so this way, there's no surprises, um, and they know what to expect, and and that's how you build trust and respect. And it's not only for your residents; it's, it's for me to the council, it's for me yeah. to uh, our our employees. Um, and you build trust and respect by being pre uh, predictable and consistent. And so every time that anybody comes to <clears throat> a developer comes to me or anything else, they and I'm predictable and I'm consistent. And so they know they know where the city of DeBerry is. Um, we know we're, that we're steadfast in our philosophy and growth management. Um, and um, uh, they know what, when they come to, in the office and one, one of the prominent attorneys in, in the city goes, you're going to get a straight answer when you come here. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And that's when you deal with them honestly and fairly um, and you tell them the city's position. Um, it, it, it creates um, the opportunity for negotiations and it, and it creates the opportunity uh, to uh, invoke our leverage. So. All right, I'm going to jump into something that I know is going to be a little controversial. Dana loves it, um, which is the so just y'all's take, Mayor Opine, as best you can, um, as best you can, <laughs> on SB 102, which is the bill that a lot of cities and counties have a lot of concerns about. Just from your perspective, uh, what are some of the? I know Dana's raised some uh, number of concerns last week when, when uh, we our show from last week, but. From you as, this as the mayor. This is the Live Local Act, yes, correct? Yes, ma'am. Yes. yes. I would like to hear from the city manager on that, too. Well, we'll hear All from right. both of them. Yeah. I just, you know, I went to the mayor first, but we, can, right. we can definitely hear from both of them. <laughs> I will tell you that, personally, I think adding affordable housing mm. throughout Florida is a necessity and mm. a very worthy goal. Yep. There are parts of that bill that have merit. Mm -hmm. The big, big issue is the way to expand affordable housing that was chosen in local jurisdictions was to take total control away from the jurisdiction and grant it to whoever owns the property mm. if they have a commercial or industrial zoned property. Yeah. And we, as a city, long before I was there, did like every other city was mandated to do. We have a future land use map. Yes. We do local planning. It's been done thoughtfully. It's where in this land do you want your commercial corridors? Where do you want your industrial activity? Where do you want your residential centers? How do you want those parts of your community to come together? Mm. And this takes it away and issues it to your growth management staff yeah. as a, an administrative decision that no one else can undercut to wit if you have a commercial property or an industrial zone property you may develop apartment houses on it so long as you commit 40 percent of the units for yeah. 30 years will meet the affordable um, housing criteria yeah. for us our attorney did a you know back of the envelope calculation was Carmen? Was it around twenty three hundred a month would would be affordable in DeBerry because it's a formula? It's a formula based 
on uh, the local values and the yeah. local rents and the local incomes. We're the second highest median income in Volusia County as far as a municipality, second to Ponce Inlet. And so when you look at that and you do the formula, we could have an apartment with a rent of 2300 and it could still be part of that 40%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I don't think that the legislators thought when they were putting this together was that it would be used for other ends. Okay. It is used immediately. I've called it weaponized mm-hmm. as a cudgel. Yes. To get what the developer wants on that commercial or industrial property because they need a variance, because they want to do something that isn't quite to code, and you're in that negotiation mm-hmm. period. So we heard immediately, we need to have this allowed on our project, or we will build affordable housing. That is the weapon mm-hmm. being used, and it's being used not to build affordable housing. Okay. It's being used to put pressure on the city or the or the jurisdiction to concede things that otherwise they would have held firm on, but they have to weigh. In that location, what would an apartment building with six floors look like? Mm -hmm. We don't have- They don't care, they don't have to care. What would it look like right next Mm. to an industrial building? How would that work in a community? How would you keep the sense of community? And so it, it has been, weaponized already okay um and i do not fault the development lawyers who you know we tangle with all the time but there's a lot of mutual respect mm-hmm. of the ones that ply their trade here in volusia mm-hmm. i think there's a most, lot of mutual respect. most of them so they have a job to do mm. their job is to represent their client and to use all legal means to help their ch- client achieve their goals as a lawyer they would not be responsible. They would be derelict in their duties if they did not utilize this new law and the tools it gives them to pursue what they want. Mm. I get that. I don't really hold it against the individual, but I don't like it. I understand. I then And listen, I bring this up because I want folks to listen because I know Dana and she and I argue about this and I know, and I told her before, Conceptually speaking, what the intent is, I'm a supply, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a supply and demand individual, and so forth and so on. And I get all that, and uh, but obviously she's been going on about it, and and even when we were there in that process, I there was some concern as I was going through it a little bit, kind of going, oh man. And there is an aspect that Carmen, if you could, as best you can, because it, it gets a little hairy around here with legally on wh- how it impacts potentially. PUDs, if you can comment on it. If you can't, I understand completely, but if you can comment on the PUDs. Well, and if you could let folks know out in the general audience, you know, what a PUD stands for. If well, you it's Plan Urban Development. Okay. Um, and unit development. Unit development. Yeah. And, and, and it's um, uh, basically, it's a negotiation mm. between developers and cities on yeah. how a specific subdivision is going to be designed okay. and function. And what the type of density is, um, how the roads would be, stormwater. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. And it's a negotiation between the city and the developer. But, it, you know, I, I see a lot of emotion with this bill yeah. and, and you won't see a whole lot of emotion from us. We don't operate with emotion because emotion creates yeah. uh, unpredictability yep. and inconsistency. But we were developing our strategies okay. um, and, and we've looked at the problem 
and uh, we'll design the strategies to protect the city of Deberry at all cost. Okay. Um, it and it is it is. Um, uh, look, we 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 want to we serve our residents, and and whatever it takes. Um, we will look for those avenues and create the strategies okay. that best benefit our, our, our organization and our residents. And um, we, we believe some of the strategies, uh, and, and we've talked to our attorneys and, and coming up with those strategies. Um, most of this bill, and there's some gray areas, apply to commercial, standalone commercial mm -hmm. properties. Um, commercial properties that are in PUDs have long-lasting uh, agreements uh, between the city the developer and the HOAs. Yeah. And those long, some of our uh, PUDs in DeBerry are 50 years old. Okay. And we don't believe that uh, this particular bill and the way it's written um, will supersede okay. those PUD agreements. And if they are, uh, this bill is going to get challenged eventually. Yeah. I agree. Um, I agree with you too, Carmen. I yeah. just wish all the cities were unified, including the League of Cities, yeah. uh, Florida, and maybe Volusia League of Cities were more unified. Because <laughs> she just had a Dana just had a Zen moment. Because, <laughs> Sorry, Carmen. <laughs> because because when this gets challenged, you know, it's going to have to be a, a city or or a small group of cities that are going to have to take the lead and and to tr to try to um, make some change. I hope yeah. the governor. Um, cause a special session and get the glitches out of this bill that I think people um, uh, see and 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 as we analyzed it uh, now have determined, and so hopefully he calls a special session and go look rather than paying a whole bunch of legal fees and everybody paying a whole mm -hmm. bunch of legal fees and fighting let's let's fix the glitches in this thing and and prevent uh, a whole lot of lawsuits on this. And, and that was you know as dispassionately <laughs> as I can state this. <laughs> That was really at the root of like my largest concern because as cities, we're really kneecapped quite a bit in terms of impact fees, in terms of uh, um, Bert Harris, mm -hmm. in terms of a lot of things where are set up for developers under the guise of individual property rights, yeah. right? And, and, and you say that and that's very triggering for some people because they feel threatened personally when you're talking about property rights. I get that, yeah. right? I get that. As an individual, if you'd like to paint your house pink, go for it. Yeah. That kind of thing I'm really for. But when it affects the overall operation, the overall vision, when you come, when you start attacking that, uh, elected officials taking away their ability to listen to their constituency and, and, and go with uh, developers that have mm. the money, that have the legal resources, that have the lobbyists, that have the ear of the governor, that have the ear of the Senate. When you do that and you are basically dismantling Home Rule Act, I have mm. a problem with that. And it disappoints me at the state level when the state, most politicians at the state level talk about less government. The county talks about less government. All mm. those guys up there on the dais right now, less government. But here we are micromanaging towns yeah. that have elected officials to do that. And, and, and so I'll go, and I, I want to throw some just a little bit of defense here as well, too, when it comes to not the legislature, but just for po folks who are listening. I've told, I've made comments on this show before about when you and I talk about development just in general, that folks, please understand this. When development's happening and you see it, I know you get angered by it in some way and you want the city commission to do something about it or whoever it may be, or the county council and so forth and so on. Understand that many of these projects have been on the books for a number of years. So you're you're now going to attack a, a, a current city mayor or a current you know a council member or city commissioner and they may not have had anything to do with that. And so what I'll just tell you is so I want you to just... Then I, then I look at it and go, let's focus on what we can do moving forward. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say this here today, which is, folks, I want you to 
to understand something too, and this may, may get me a little bit of trouble. Just know that obviously, as Carmen's already said, and the mayors are obviously, you know, the mayor and Carmen, I'm pretty sure they had conversations about this. Where they need the challenge, I'm pretty sure they're going to get and they're going to go fight because mm -hmm. they want to protect their city. Yep. But understand if something goes up, please, folks, before you start casting stones, have those conversations with your city council members or, or Carmen or whoever it may be. And this applies to anybody in Volusia County. Please have those conversations because you may not realize that their hands are tied. And they had no choice in that matter. And so you're sitting there blaming them when the blame may go to somebody else. And, and it may not be, looking at, if it's a state level, that's on us. It is what it is. Um, I expressed, there were some concerns when, it, when I, the more I started reading through the bill and then somebody just called me and said, hey, Eric, well, you know, what's this going on over here? That I have concerns about it. I started talking to staff and I'm going, Oh wow, this thing is like gonna, this thing is going to rip through. There's some unintended consequences that you always like to talk about, right? Which yeah. is going to happen down the road. Yeah, and, and my big, and here's the thing too. Yeah. My huge disappointment in the League of Cities, mm. period, because this is at the very core of everything that I've been taught about League of Cities and what League of Cities is about. And I've had, I've had from three municipalities, uh, commissioners called me. Mm. Commissioners have called me because they've heard the rant about it and said, oh, my Lord, you're so right. This is what's going on in our city. And these are the these are the people. How did this? I am I'm stymied when I understood that Volusia League of Cities endorsed this and pushed for this to go through. I, and I don't there are a lot of intelligent people involved. But yeah. I'm like, did you fucking read this? You know what I'm saying? That's what I said to myself because it was so mystifying to me that we're supposed to be all this time kumbaya, come together, protect one another as, as cities, and then we allow this to happen. That You know what I mean? That, and, I, and I told you, Dana, I said, look, uh, there were some things that Florida League of Cities tried to, you know, ended up batting out of this, kind of like stripping from the bill. Right. They made some progress in some areas. Yes. I hope that they didn't knowingly realize that they didn't knowingly do the parts of this allow to support for the parts of this bill that are now immediately mm. being used as a weapon against mm -hmm. development yeah. in our individual cities and yes it only goes into effect july 1 but mm. as you point out these developments take are over long time spans july 1 means nothing all they have to do is drag their feet yes, for another 30 yep. days you know and and then they're in like flynn so I have heard from development attorneys in this jurisdiction mm. as well, they fully expect that there will be changes to this mm. because even they recognize that it, it is not well drafted. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And how does that get past Senator Pre Senate President Pasadomo? Well, remember, keep it. So you got it. Listen, I'm just going to yeah. say this. You're complicit in this. If this is your baby and you have passed this and understanding all of this, how does this even happen? I will, I'm going to walk a very fine line over here. So what, sure. what I'm going to tell you is that <laughs> I think I deal, So this is normally what happens. Obviously, this was kind of her baby. I think conceptually she lays out a plan of what she's looking for. And then there are, um, what will happen is you have, she will obviously won't run a bill because she's not, she can't run a bill. Um, so somebody else will say, hey, look, you know, uh, she'll go to, hey, we're looking for someone to run the bill, a certain center to run the bill, and we need a house sponsor. And so, what's that? <laughs> I'm just passing the buck like you're doing. No, 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 listen, I'm just, listen, I hear you, I know. <laughs> what, Eric, was AI involved? 
Uh, in the drafting well, of this bill, I, I listen, and so what I will tell you is, I <laughs> think they come up chat. with. They, I know, I know, yeah, ChatGPT and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe ChatGPT was involved <laughs> on the Senate side. I, so I think what happens a lot of times is that they find they'll find somebody to run the bill. They have conceptually there are mechanics of the bill that they allow the individual senator to kind of basically negotiate on, as long as it's within keeping of the of uh, whatever the Senate president's looking for, and then ultimately this is. I think what they thought was in the day was somebody said, hey, look, you know, what's the impediment to getting more stock in the marketplace? And they said, well, we no, need to figure didn't. out. Listen, you can <laughs> say that. I'm just not. telling you, somebody's going, hey, we got to figure out a way to get to as many homes as we can into the marketplace because people, you know, are, are the rents are increasing tremendously and so forth and so on. <laughs> and what they do is they say, okay, fine. No, somebody <laughs> probably came out and said, hey, look, we got to figure out a way no. to get through the cities a little faster. I'm just telling you. And this is, and hey, it comes up, it's okay, fine. So we'll deal with it administratively because we don't want to go before the city commission. Go ahead. Eric, Eric, Eric I love you, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lean in for this one, Carmen. No, no and, and I'm. Lean I'm, in. I'm as Lean re in, Carmen. I'm as Republican as you here's, are. Here's your, here's your mic, Carmen. And, yeah, get in the, get and, in the mic, and, Carmen. And, and so this, this uh, the, the legislature has gotten into a habit of passing these reactionary bills. Mm -hmm. And I call them reactionary bills is because. Um, there is a particular city who passed that they didn't want any affordable housing in their community. Mm -hmm. And this is a reactionary bill that, um, that imposes, um, took this particular situation. Yeah. Lean in, Carmen. Lean into your microphone. And, and imposes it statewide mm -hmm. on all cities. And and so, and and so, and it's not only just this bill. There there have been other. I'm going to give you. A, I'm going to give. I'm not going to say anything, but I'm going to give you a wink, wink, as in, hey, Carmen. I think you're going along the same. You know, I think you're going along that line. Like, hey, yeah. Like, I think uh, I'm, yeah. I'm with you on that. But I'm not. <laughs> Eric's not going to say too much on that. Yeah, and, <laughs> not and, my and, words. <laughs> but it, but there's a lot of bills that come that are reactionary. I do agree because you get one or two stupid cities. Who, who try to do these particular things and then leg legislature reacts and tries to apply it all across all 486 jurisdictions. I've told you before, and as a matter of fact, I, I saw you a couple weeks back right after I got done and I told you, I said, look, the, the challenge always is, I, I, listen, I don't, there are times when I don't mind certain, you know, things get kind of, um, so they say, streamlined, right, so to speak, right? I hate having, you know, 411 different, like, or, you know, ordinances or, or ideas coming from 411, uh, 411 different cities. That said, I will tell you that one of the things I do not like and you're right, and I'll say this unequivocally, I do not like is when I see someone from somewhere in Florida, it could be here in Volusia, it could be Lee County, it could be Miami-Dade, um, it could be anywhere, it could be Hillsborough, and what they do is, you're right, they bring an issue um, to the state that you kind of go, oh, okay, well, what's the big deal? And then, they, and then they go, no, 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 my buddy and so-and-so did this and that and whatever and made it difficult for them, and now I'm going to apply this across the board. And so, you know... <laughs> So I agree with you. It's wrong. They shouldn't do it. I've seen this happen when they did. I think it was up in the Panhandle. The whole issue of MPOs, and then they started trying to yeah. figuring out like, okay, who can pay for what uh -huh. when they when they go on like trips and whatever. Uh -huh. Because the MPO up in, in the Panhandle right. was like doing horrible job. But everybody, Volusia, we were all in Volusia. We were all like a couple of years ago when this came up. We we're like, hey, in Volusia, we do a great job. Why are you yeah. why are you applying yeah. this to us? Yeah, <laughs> so Carmen, I I, you got a, you got like a laundry list over there that I would like you to get through because. <laughs> 
I, I just need more of you. You know, it's like um, a, a sound bath. You know what I mean? That's that's calming me down. So go so ahead. Is, is this like, is, is this about fifteen minutes we have so that way see the yeah. American yeah. kind of highlight all yeah, this stuff? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Go, go, go ahead. Go for it. You go ahead, ladies. We're and gonna chats. shut up. Yeah, go ahead. We, we got a half. We got a half hour of good stuff, but Carmen's gonna do fifteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, some of my notes obviously is is uh, our experiences with uh, the very Main Street because I, I think that's that's uh, really the success story of how. We turned all these particular problems into a success. Um, as, as a number of people have, have come to us and, and told us how uh, stupid we were and, and what idiots we were, uh, this project will never work, uh, you're competing with me and you're going to put me out of business and all that kind of stuff, um, this is really truly a success story. And um, again, we took all this uh, high density, DeBerry's not used to the high yeah. density, yeah. And, we, I, and I put a business case together. Um, I, resolving all our, our organizational issues, resolving all the zoning issues there. Um, um, we put a moratorium in place because we were, we were becoming very proactive in our growth management. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you see that we're getting bombarded every day with apartment complexes. And if we didn't take a proactive approach, every single parcel at the TOD section would have been, all of it would have been yep. apartments, only projects. Mm -hmm. um, our, our, our regulations weren't strong enough uh, to combat that. And so we put a moratorium in place, one of the best things we ever did. And uh, uh, for six months, we strengthened our, our TOD regulations along 1792, make sure that they were all mixed use, and we closed all those loopholes. And then we created our, our Main Street. Here, here. Go ahead. And then, and, then, and then we created our Main Street regulations along Shell Road, mm -hmm. um, and, made, and we made all these purposely mm -hmm. tight. And what, why the reason we made those, these regulations tight is because we want the development to be built in DeBerry's image. Yep. And not in the developer's image. Here, here. And so uh, we we made um, and and so that that was by design. Yeah. Um, and then we did the mo and then you know we had a, a lack of infrastructure down there uh, down at TOD. I mean the Fort Florida Road was deplorable. It is still deplorable. Still is. And live and, off of it. And and, and Benson <laughs> Junction and 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 so our uh, transportation infrastructure was terrible. We were trying to become a a, a trail city, but. Um, we were making some efforts. So we passed a mobility plan, which okay. is basically an impact fee. But the mobility plan, different from impact fees, impact fees you have to use for roads. Mobility mm -hmm. plan you can use for roads, sidewalks, trails, trails, and everything else. Awesome. And so we passed a mobility plan, which now helps us finance upgrading to transportation. Mm -hmm. And we're now accelerating transportation um, to meet up with the uh, development. Most, most cities, most traditional governments, you're going to hear me use that term a lot, most traditional governments get the development in and then they try to upgrade their, their infrastructure yeah. later. But I think we're, we're gonna be able to get our infrastructure up the same time the de development occurs. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, what was once a, a vision and a pipe dream and all that kind of stuff, everybody wanted to call it, uh, is now coming to fruition. Everything's under contract. Um, as a matter of fact, I talked to uh, one of the developers of Main Street. Uh, you're looking to break ground in September. Wow, congratulations. Uh, wow. Congrats, congrats. Yeah. Um, it's 52 acres, and um, it's going to be a very special place. Um, we focused on balanced growth because DeBerry's not used to high density. Mm -hmm. um, we focused on balanced growth, and you see our, our plan. We, we had the SunRail station. We had the, our ecotourism assets. Mm -hmm. uh, we even added one Alexander Island. Um, I know. Congratulations that's, that's on that. That's not that's just a we added one. <laughs> yeah. No, I went out my, there with Sherry. That's, and I, my I, passion, I, yeah. that's my passion project. Yeah. And it was a huge yeah. ass. Mayor, it's going to look beautiful, Mayor. a Mayor. huge yeah. hurdle. Yeah. And I am so proud of it, as Carmen is. I'm just yanking his chain a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Thousands of hours of staff time. Lots of time on my part and others. And... Um, 
to have that in our pocket is just huge. And it is, as I've told people, you know, it is perfectly positioned because we have the dense for us growth coming at mm. that part. This is a walk. It's a half mile to a mile from where these new residences, apartments and townhouses yep. and single families are going in. And there we have our 170 acres. And it will be great for everyone. It was the one project. It didn't matter what your general political views mm -hmm. were. From the far left to the far right, everyone wanted that project. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And so we had a unifying project. Something that the entire community wanted and was so proud when we pulled off. And it was a it was a huge lift and we actually accomplished it. Something that Sherry thought was never possible when I first brought it up. <laughs> I mean we had a we had a nineteen million dollar budget and the, the asking price was three point nine million. I mean it, that's the reason I didn't bring it up earlier, because it was just like you can't do that. Mm -hmm. um, but then something happened. There was an opportunity to bring it up, and here we are. So I want to just—I'll re just quickly say, Eric, shut up and let the good uh, people go ahead, talk. Go ahead, go ahead. I, just, I, I can't say enough about <laughs> so, City of the Barry. I'm just telling you right so, now. <laughs> so around this Main Street, and, go ahead, and again, please. This, this, this is all the vision. It's how you put the the, bis the business marketing together. We built a, a living Main Street. Uh, people will be living on Main Street above above the commercial. I heard market. about that. Oh. The presentation was amazing. And, I just want to tell you that. And um, and so. Um, uh, but within one mile of the of, of Main Street and the Sun Rail, we got 624 acres of parks mm -hmm. and 660 miles of trails, and and through our marketing, uh, we coined ourselves the Trail Hub of Central Florida because all three state trails now come um, uh, right through to Barry, mm -hmm. um, and so we're the Trail Hub of Central Florida. We we became the 12th trail town of the state of Florida. Awesome. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, a year and a half ago, I guess. Yep. And so it. Um, it's uh, so it's all come together, and uh, it's it's going to be a business success. And and I was just telling the developer today that, that that's building part of Main Street. Um, he had, they have live work units on on Main Street. We mm. got townhomes on the top and the commercial on the bottom. Uh, I'm very confident. I told him very confidently. I said, as soon as you designate somebody to start taking deposits on those 36 town uh, town, they're gone. Uh, He's, yeah. I, said, I said, you will have them sold before yeah. you, oh, yeah. you yeah. put a shovel yeah. in the ground. They're gone. I might buy one of them. What, I joked with him. I said, save me one, please. <laughs> what's not to love? Have your, have your business on the first floor, your family above, or rent the above and have your business Eric, on the first floor. Eric, we could go floor. in on one of those. Will the doc let us do that? She might. You never know. Okay. Yeah, we'll just, yeah, I know. I, I, listen, I, I'm... I'm always excited. I'm sorry, Carmen. Go ahead, please. Please. No, no, going, but, no please. But, I'm just saying. I'm just so but excited. Some, but some, but some <laughs> of our, some of our other successes yes. that we've had, um, uh, we really turned around our work environment and our culture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it, it is now one of the best places to work. Um, we got we got very very small. I think we only got one vacancy just this last week. Somebody mm -hmm. uh, is moving. Um, but uh, it's a great place to work. We changed our culture around. Uh, we're totally aligned with uh, the the council. Um, we're we're team oriented. Um, and uh, we got a we got a, a great a great team and 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 full of experts and uh, we're operating on all cylinders right now. So 
I listen. I will tell you this: that I think there's a lot going on in DeBerry. You know what? I think that there should be uh, like a bylaw or something yeah. written the ICMA code, uh-huh. right? Like almost like the Hippocratic Oath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like if you see somebody suffering, you need to help them. <laughs> it should be mandatory. Well, you know so, that Carmen is not <coughs> Carmen is not certified by ICMA because he doesn't have enough years of experience as a city manager, <laughs> and he's never going to get them before his. Retirement age at 82. And, um, <laughs> but we, I did make sure in his contract that he is bound by ICMA's ethics code because he had to be bound by something, and that gave me a good one to say. There it's you gotta go. be that. Listen, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Madam Mayor, who I love and respect, <laughs> our budget's coming up, and mm. I'm, mm. Just, I'm just Listen, saying. I will tell you that leadership... Yeah, Len Lease. Yeah, Sherry's in the background talking about Len Lease. I don't know. I don't know if DeBerry's doing some sort of Len Lease with Carmen Rosa Monday. I can tell you that right now. I don't think the mayor's going to go along with that. She's no, like, oh. I, I think we have enough on our plate to yeah. keep him busy. That's right. Three hundred thousand. Uh, God, the highest paid city manager per ever. capita ever in the ever. state of Florida. Yeah. I will tell you that what's happening in City DeBerry is is awesome stuff. It's because mm-hmm. of the leadership that's going on. Just man, it couldn't have come at a more perfect time between the mayor uh, and the rest of the city council members and um, and this individual right here, Carmen Rosamunda, and the and what he's done with his staff just in general in trying to change that culture. I'll give a big shout out to Sherry too. She was a good hire for them too, as far as the PR. I've been complaining for a long time. Two hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I've been complaining for a long time. Deltona needs to do a better job as other cities need to do a better job with PRing. Get out of here. Will you stop? We had had no one in communications in 2019 when we came in. Yeah. Zilch. And so um, we were very fortunate to get Sherry. And what we have that you don't see that goes on behind the scenes is I monitor social media, Mm. keep my ear to the ground. Carmen does the same. Sherry does the same. We communicate with each other when we see an issue arise. Mm. We often head it off behind the scenes before anything else ever happens. And there's three of us on the job. And we're, we all work together as a team in this effort because all of us have the same goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We want the best for DeBerry. And the best is you don't have a lot of unnecessary conflict mm-hmm. and you don't have, if there are needs that are, have been overlooked or not met that are reasonable within the city's purview, we step up and we take care of them and we don't make a big fanfare over it. Mm-hmm. We handle it. I want to tell you this. Yeah. Being an active city commissioner, mm-hmm. let me tell you what is going on with Deltona. We've made some recent hires for the same reason. Yeah. We're at juncture here cleaning up a lot. I'm going to say 20 years worth of yeah. bad stuff. Yeah. You know, and we have the right person for the job right now. Yeah. Our city manager search will be going out like less than six months, right? Is when mm. the Chisler's yep. contract is up, right? Um, and he hates when I call him that, but I love him and he knows that. <laughs> so I get away with it. But 
We have Rick Carl now yep. that has economic development. He's really, really good. He has legislative experience. He understands, and he's he's only been there like just under a month getting his mind wrapped around what's going on. We have a new com- communication staff, you know, a, PI, mm-hmm. a new PIO who is getting information out. And we talk in my city manager meetings, we talk about being preemptive. We talk about enlisting the help of people in the community who have concerns that are maybe not addressed. So they see on the ground, enlist the help instead of Mm. being adversarial. And we're taking that approach. We have some serious missteps, right? I mean, that's the only way I know to call it as a city. However, I think that we are at the part of... um, getting better where we said we've had a problem we don't know what all the problems are um but we've spent the last year in a lot of turnover and dysfunction but i see i see a path forward i don't know what that path is but i like what they're doing and addressing the stuff we have serious flooding issues we have serious infrastructure uh and issues we have serious morale issue with uh, between you know our residents and and Mm. commission we so we are trying and it's just you know it is getting your oh my god getting your feet up under you you know i think a lot of it has to do with just just effectively communicating what's transpiring in your mm-hmm. city and i and i can't tell you how important that is look from whether you have a trail or a, a trailhead or you're being nominated or you now you become like the 13th you know trail city and so forth all that needs to be communicated even when things are not going well to the public i remember a time and i'm not going to say anything beyond this other than just hey something happened with the water treatment facility thing people started noticing that there was a uh, a slight fl- uh, a taste in the water that was higher than normal and the city had to wait until everybody was shouting hey we got a major problem they knew there was a problem there already and they didn't say much on it and i'm just saying how about being preemptive and just letting folks know right away hey folks there was an issue that happened it was an accident that happened and we need and we you know please I, listen i'm with eric and, I'm no, with you. so okay. I, i'm gonna leave it at that but yeah. i do my hope is and i always say this for every city right because every city has their challenges from daytona beach to edgewater oak hill ormond yeah everybody has their own challenges deltona and i know we rant about deltona because we live here Daltona and I my hope is that we that we're turning the corner I think there are aspects of it mm-hmm. it's just it's a big ship to turn for city and it, it is yeah. and I'm mm-hmm. gonna just leave it at that and um, I yeah. ask you uh, for some parting words of wisdom from the two of you because we're running out of time I can't believe that we only yeah. have an hour with you guys we need like a weekend <laughs> well, workshop. Yeah. With you. <laughs> what, what a, t- I just to give you some advice about communications um, and traditional government doesn't look at communications as a business process. Um, They only look at it as a communication department. And uh, typically, traditional governments get siloed and departments get siloed from one and then the communication don't go sideways. But once once you start looking government like a business and and your communication uh, strategic plan uh, becomes a business process, Um, then it then it, it expands exponentially. Yeah, and I, I can tell you that uh, from from the mayor and the council through me through all everybody in the entire organization, our communication is very consistent. It's thorough. It's proactive, um, and we make sure that uh, no matter what question you ask any of us you're going to get just about the same answer. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Thank you for the parting words of wisdom. Um, We are out of time for today. I would love to have you guys back as we work on, uh, you know, as we work on processes and issues. I think that in order to make a whole community great, that it takes a village. It takes lots of villages. And I think that you guys are one of the bright shining spots in, um, and appreciate you sharing your your vision because it's effective, you yeah. know, given your community is a desirable community to live in. And
and you guys are a very good role model of what to do. And I think that we're headed in that direction. Um, but again, I, I, I thank you very much. And I thank you for your mentorship because um, I get a messages from her sometimes like, um, why are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> right? If, if, but you you are right. not alone, Mayor, in part of those text messages today. <laughs> well, I do that with a whole group of range of people mm -hmm. because, you know, if I can help someone else see their way through, yeah, that, you know, why wouldn't you do that? She's a good egg. I agree. Right, I, listen, listen, it's one of the reasons why I, it's not just you all, but I want to highlight other cities in Volusia County. I, my goal is I, we definitely want to get Mayor Burnett on here from Port Orange. Mm -hmm. yep. They've been growing and they've had their own challenges and they've been doing, you know, Mayor Burnett's been a, a overall, from everything I've seen and just, and people I talk to and just even sometimes when I talk to the mayor every once in a blue moon when I see him, there's a lot of good things happening in Port Orange and I want to, mm -hmm. I kind of want to get his take on how he's navigating Port Orange as well as it's mm -hmm. growing. So I want to do that continuously. Definitely want to have you all come on board. Yep. As Absolutely. as as the Barry is growing more and more, and the Main yep. Street comes up, I want to highlight that, yep. and uh, you know we'll get some of our yep. own folks too. Obviously, Dana's city commissioner over here in Deltona, so she can talk about it. But I definitely want to get some other folks from Deltona over here as we continue to grow as Deltona. We can also. You yeah. know, highlight some of our stuff as well, yeah. too. It's not all bad, folks, please. So, listen, me. guys, stay tuned. Uh, when this drops, please know that our next week guest will be our county chair, Jeff Brower. Yep. We'll be coming on. I'm going to get somebody else. I'm going to get a foil on with him, too. Oh, oh. So, OG, do you hear that? <laughs> I'm going to get four for next week. I sprung it. Listen. He looks look so enthusiastic over there. <laughs> OG, I love you so much. He got this ready. I just sprung it. I'm like, oh, yeah, by the way, we got a four for you. I'm so sorry, OG. You're just invaluable. Thank you so much. Look, he's turning Thank around. you, OG. He's thank you. Around. Yes, I know. Sherry, thank you for joining us yes, today. Thank you, you Sherry. get on camera. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. And listen, folks, stay in tune. Uh, stay in touch. Because remember, if it's important to you, it's important to us. Peace. Bye. The Smoking Truth Podcast, its owners and sponsors, take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show host or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of Mike and Mike Productions or the podcast providers and opinions between talk show hosts may differ. It is not our intent to libel, incite, or hurt anyone's feelings. We invite you to write the show's host, Dana McCool, with any feedback or suggestions you have for their shows. These broadcasts are presented and made public as entertainment in the hope that they will be entertaining to the audience.